Our scripture lesson for the sermon this morning is from 1 Peter 1, verses 13 through 25. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. Set all your hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring you when he is revealed. Like obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires that you formerly had in ignorance. Instead, as he who called you is holy, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. For it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him, you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That word is the good news that was announced to you. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we pray that your words from 1 Peter would be a seed in our heart, that we might be transformed and taken out of all that we have conformed to already in the world and be changed according to your word. All this we pray and all God's people say, amen. In the mid-1960s, many people around the U.S. first saw the claymation story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You might remember that. It was before my time, so. In that story, Rudolph, Hermie the Elf, and Yukon Cornelius found themselves on the island of misfit toys. Ring a bell with anybody now? Okay, some of you. Charlie in the box, not Jack in the box, but Charlie in the box, a spotted elephant, a train with a caboose with square wheels on it, a bird that couldn't fly, and a cowboy that rode an ostrich. All sorts of toys. None of them met the required standards. Because they weren't what everyone expected them to be, they ended up on this island, the island of misfit toys. They were all misfits, and what they wanted more than anything was to ride in Santa's magical sleigh, to be included in the gifts to be received by someone else. 
Rudolph pointed out that the three of them, Rudolph, Hermidielf, and Yukon Cornelius, were also misfits and wondered if they could stay a while on the island with the misfit toys. They were all misfits and, well, quite frankly, aren't we all misfits? Because we've all got some sort of hang-up or a habit or a heartache that keeps us from meeting the required standards too. I hope our discussion over this past Advent has at least pointed out that we've done a pretty good job at an almost peace and hope and joy and love. Wouldn't it be really incredible if we could up our game and more times than not live out in altogether peace, hope, joy, and love? When Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first appeared on TV, the writers left the misfit toys abandoned on the island. They were just left there. And so after it aired, so many little kids wrote to the studio complaining about the toys being left on the island that in 1964, still before my time, they rewrote the end of the story so that Santa would swoop down on the island and pick them all up. What they had wanted more than anything actually happened to them. The ending was rewritten and the toys were given a second chance. As misfits ourselves, wouldn't it be nice to have the opportunity to have the terrible parts of our lives rewritten, and that we could have a second chance to. Well, that is the good news. That's what Christmas is all about, an opportunity for a redo, a rewrite, a second chance. That's what Jesus Christ represents and what he alone can do. Jesus, born a baby, became a human just like us. God came close, drew near to us. God found God's way to the island of misfit humans and has come up with a new ending for us. God has offered us a new way of life, a life filled with peace and hope and joy and love. There's just one thing we have to do. Agree to come on board. The Advent season we've journeyed through together has reflected on John Wesley's sermon, An Almost Christian. You'll recall that an almost Christian has the outward appearance of godly behavior, but their hearts lack the conviction and discipline that will lift them into being an altogether Christian. Folks, I want us to be an altogether Christian. I want us to be a group, a community of altogether Christians. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what we could do in this place and in our community? 
Our scripture lesson from Peter in verse 13 tells us to prepare our minds for action, to discipline ourselves, to set all our hope on the grace that Jesus Christ will bring us when he will be revealed to us when he comes again. The scripture today is asking us to be holy, like the one who has called us is holy. Because of this, Jesus Christ is a gift to each of us. We must continue to trust in God. God has lived up to every single promise God has ever made. God is 100% in delivered promises. And aren't we blessed that God has made a commitment to us? God has chosen us. He has made us a covenant with us, and all we need to do is agree to it. A covenant involves at least least two parties, right? Right? And so God has already committed to us. He has already committed to the covenant with us and has put the ball in our court. What will we do with it? I'd say that all of us have agreed to the covenant, but are only almost committed We've accepted the covenant, but maybe have bent the terms of the agreement to fit our needs instead of bending ourselves to meet God's needs. Setting our own agenda aside and living the life God has asked of us, that would be an altogether commitment. In 1780, also before my time, John Wesley wrote a pamphlet called Directions for Renewing Our Covenant with God. And they became a standard set of instructions for Methodists to use as they prepared for the beginning of the new year, sort of a New Year's resolution. The covenant renewal service is included in the book of worship in this year, Next Sunday, in fact, like millions of Methodists before us, we too will take the opportunity to renew our covenant with Jesus Christ. So that we can be prepared, I want us to think about the five steps in John Wesley's instructions. In the beginning to his instructions, he said that we should... Set time aside every day, maybe a couple of times a day, in secret with God. To be alone. Just you. Not your family, not the church, not the community. Just you. In secret. And while you're in secret, alone with God, the first thing that you should do is confide in God. Confiding in God will allow you the chance to come before God and bear all. To admit your shortcomings, your failings, your weaknesses, your sins, 
and putting your whole trust in God, let God sort them all out. It's a chance to become vulnerable, and that's scary. The second thing is to compose your spirit. Wesley recognized the tendency for humans, after admitting all of their faults, to look at others and say, well, at least I didn't do that. Comparing our shortcomings to others lessens the sting of our own faults. But when we compose our spirits, all we are doing is calling a spade a spade. Simply recognizing that every single person in this place and everything, every single person in our lives are in need of grace and mercy. That's it. No matter what it is. No matter the reason we need grace and mercy. A sin is a sin. And all people stand in need of grace and mercy. The third thing that we do is to claim the covenant. In the instructions, John Wesley uh, described the trapeze artist. And you know how they're swinging back and forth and they get in sync with, with uh, each bar. And so the trapeze artist is, has, has his or her back to the other bar. And they rely on the other performer to do, just time it perfectly in the same, in the, in the right strength and the right motion. And then in a, in a moment of releasing and turning, grabbing hold of that next bar, can you imagine the relief? Claiming the covenant is the same thing. Let go of your sinful ways, as terrifying as that might be. And in full confidence, grab hold of the promise that God has done all that is necessary to provide us the pathway to a renewed life. The fourth thing in the instructions is to choose faithfulness. John Wesley believed that we should be intentional every single day to make a choice to follow our Savior. It's our daily task. I love to make daily lists of things that I need to do. <laughs> and I love marking them off. <laughs> Apparently, I should include this every single day. Just put a little thing there, follow God. And the fifth instruction is to connect to God in prayer. Prayer is the lifeblood. Prayer is the lifeblood of a person's relationship with God because God is always listening. God is always speaking. God is always available to guide us on the right path. I want us to consider making our commitment to Christ this year and it being an altogether commitment. I want us to consider God's call on our life every single day. To listen every day for God's direction. To seek every day to find God in even the mundane. 
to live every day in the fullness of all that God has to offer us. I want us to feel in our soul God's mercy and grace in our misfit lives so that we might experience the freedom from all of those self-imposed limitations. Our covenant with God is beautiful. Our commitment to that covenant relationship will bless us beyond all that we could even imagine. Our commitment to that covenant relationship will make our lives even more beautiful every single day. Together, let's make an all-together commitment. Would you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we know that sometimes we are almost committed to the covenant that you have with us, a covenant that has given us new life, that renew, rejuvenates us every single day. God, we want more than just an almost commitment. We want to experience the beauty of this relationship every single day. All of this, God, we pray in your precious Son's name and all God's people said,